You are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. How you doing, Boo Ray? And before we get started today, and I, we should have actually done this a week ago on the last podcast, but we've got to do this today. Uh, we have to send a shout out and perhaps some praise or something. Uh, to our friend Linda, who apparently we did not speak nicely enough about uh, in a previous podcast. Oh, Linda! Linda, oh. we love it because we 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 talked about Linda and Olin at, in Tallahassee, in Tallahassee, in Tallahassee, and and then I apparently made the mistake of saying some nice things about Olin. We went on Facebook and we I sent we I sent Linda like, hey, we 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 mentioned you on the podcast. And then she immediately came back and she's like, you didn't say anything about me, nice. You just talked about Olin. And, and, and we didn't mean to imply that we don't love Linda as well. Linda, you're the best. Yes, you are. We, we love you. Ab- Linda is one of those women, and I love Linda, but she is one of those women that, that, that very soon after meeting Linda, and I don't know as well as you do, but you get the impression this is a person who I don't ever want to be angry at me. No, no, that's a pretty good first impression. Is that pretty yeah. good? Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, not not necessarily in a bad way, but just in a, this is a person who, if she's mad at you, you're not going to have a good time. No, no, uh-uh. No, that's it's pretty accurate. It's one of those women who she gives you the stink eye. Oh, yeah. And it can freeze you yes. in your tracks. Yeah. Yes, and then like every time you would see her from then on out, she would just give you a little bit of a look, mm-hmm. and you would pretty much run from the room like you were on fire. But bless her heart. She's, Bless her. she's such a sweet lady. <laughs> Bless, her, Bless her little heart. <laughs> she's lovely, lovely, lovely person. Buddha, we have a special guest in we the do. studio today. We do have a very special guest. I'm very excited about this. We have joining us in the studio today, Julie, the better half of the team of Gary and Julie. Yeah, my wife's here. Hi, yes. honey. Hey. Hi. Hello. Hello. Cross clap. <laughs> Cross clap. Thank you very much. Uh, now, unlike, say, my wife, you actually have photography talent and skill and i didn't even know this until we did the podcast you actually have a degree you went to school for photography no i'm wrong again <laughs> didn't you're, she go to school for photography i do have a degree no your research is terrible yeah, you're the one who said that <laughs> no i didn't didn't she go to school for photography no no who did somebody no. went to school for photography not not me i or have me. um a ba in advertising and public relations okay well she has a, a degree at and least. a bs in liberal studies there so you go okay have, well, why did i think I degrees, but, not, but i mean you can pick up a camera and you know how i to, can you can shoot. pick up a camera um i yes and i can shoot um actually when we first started you know i shot more than gary did mm-hmm. and then uh yeah then gary ended up shooting a lot more than me well basically what happened <laughs> what happened was is that uh i could take pictures but I couldn't do all the other stuff to make a business work. And so since she's educated and smart and can oh. read, you know, uh, basically. Read, uh, that's debatable. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're really talking about me not being able to read? This is going to be fun. <laughs> wife cast. The first yes. wife cast yes. is here. No, we're talking about me not being able to read. Oh, you. Yeah, <laughs> you can't debatable. read. You well, know, what, I think, what I think is that it cannot, cannot be underestimated, though, is the importance and power of a person in your business who can do the business. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't care how good a photographer you are, having someone in the business who can do the business, that it's, it's, it's you know, it's diff, it's doubles your, in, can double your income easily. I, there are a lot of photographers who struggle with the business aspect of it and that's what's been so great with Julie and I is because she does all the stuff that I hate and so. <laughs> so do you ever, I mean, because I, mean, I know when the baby came, 
Which, by the way, we should mention for the podcasters that the baby is actually in the podcast as well. Strapped to mama with yes. a papoose yeah, right so now. We're, yeah, so it's like we've got a little papoose thing going on. But, um, I mean, when the baby came, you stopped shooting altogether, I, I, I'm guessing, pretty much. A, a lot of it. Well, um, But I'm guessing you had scaled most, back a little bit before, even. Yeah, because most of what I was doing was assisting, and that is, you know, lugging lights and carrying heavy things. And when you're super pregnant, that's really hard oh, to do. You're making me sound like a champion right now. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you have things to lug, too. So I would lug all my husband's <laughs> Holy shoot. <laughs> and I'm pregnant. Um, and he doesn't pay no. me anything. <laughs> Not nearly enough. Oh. Wait, I, I guess I pay us, so. No, yeah, but, she um, writes the paycheck. <laughs> but, um, so, no, after the baby was born and stuff, too, um, really, I second shoot on weddings is kind right. of what I've been doing for the past couple of years now. Um, and so I still do that, actually. So I'm still shooting as much as I do, but most of what I do is just send Gary on jobs to shoot. Last I year, just, probably uh, during the pregnancy, she probably missed two weddings where I got somebody else to shoot it with me because yeah. she was like eight nine or nine months, months pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. But my question is this. Has it always been that way? I mean, when you, when you got together and you started the business, was it always kind of a thing where it's like Gary is the photographer and I can shoot, so I'm just kind of going to second shoot for him? Or was it, you know, you were both photographers and then you just kind of scaled back a little bit? Or When we started, we were both photographers, both not very good photographers. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Truly terrible. Yeah. Um, and so then I just kind of, I guess, fell into the role where... Gary's more chatty than I am. I don't know if you know this, but if you're with Gary in a room for any amount of time, Gary? I know he, he he likes to talk. It's no. this crazy thing um, to where he just kind of <laughs> took the uh, <laughs> took the role of uh, yeah the lead photographer and you can't, doing most of it. You I, I don't think that you can really overestimate the power of that. Speaking mm-hmm. as a person yes. who never shuts up. Um, Thank you. What percentage, <laughs> seriously, no, seriously, Gary, when it comes to getting clients, I mean, what percentage would you say do you get because of your ability to smooth and talk and, and kibitz and just whatever? Sure. I had a client come by today to pick up a book from a, a bar mitzvah, and then she just stood there and talked. We just talked for like 20 minutes about, I don't know, her computer or whatever. Your ability to, to engage people... It's, I think it's invaluable when it comes to... It's it. awesome in sales, uh, getting clients, and also on a photo shoot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The shy photographer isn't often the one... You know, it's uh, not... It doesn't make for a good... makes for the good, like, reclusive artist type photographer, right. not necessarily the everyday working type of photographer. Which I, I'm very happy being, like, the ultimate second shooter. You know? Like, I'm good with that role. You know, it's funny... I'm the we, ultimate second yeah. shooter, and I do all the business stuff. And the ultimate it, it second shooter? Ultimate. Oh, yes, yes. But, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, yeah but yeah, he's all the chatty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also the one taking all the phone calls, the corporate clients who are calling here. You're the ones calling back the corporate clients, finding out what they want, trying to find out what their budget is so you guys can make a good bid. That is also a skill that I personally do not want to cultivate because it's just I, I don't want to be the guy that has to do that. I would much rather be the person who has to sit down with the bride and groom for an hour and smooth them and convince them to hire me than be the person who has to deal back and forth with the middle management and work out the contract and seal the deal to go do uh, a thousand headshots. Yeah, follow-up is, is not my thing, you know. Right. <laughs> I can sprint short bursts of personality and then I like go, that's right. go away, <laughs> leave me alone. That's right, yeah. go away, leave me alone. But you, I mean, I, I don't think that can be overestimated either. That that's such a valuable thing to be able to do. I mean, my mom, for example, uh, when I was growing up, my mom worked for a company, and uh, she worked in collections. 
And my mom used to say, anytime you work for any company, if you're a person who brings money in, you will always have a job. And that's a little bit of what you do. I mean, you've right. got to take the calls. When someone, is, when someone calls, we're looking for someone to do headshots. The person taking that call, they've got to land that client. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, you've got to be, I mean, I remember calling, when, just personally calling around looking for labs when I was first looking for a lab when I first started. And calling a lab and feeling from the minute this lab picked up the phone that they really didn't care if I used them or not. And I was like, no, they're not for me. And so then I went to the next one. And then when I got somebody who I felt like, wow, they really, they really are helpful, and then that became my lab. And they've been my lab ever since. And that's a talent in itself. I mean, it's not the same level of smooths, but it's a different talent, especially on the phone. Totally different. Especially on the phone, because I'm not, I'm not, I don't give good phone. <laughs> I don't. I'll talk to you via email before I will phone, because I tend to overreach. You know, it's funny. You called me yesterday. We talked on the phone yesterday. Right. And uh, you say you don't give good phone. That's really, really true. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you and I are always texting or Facebook messaging. Yes. I don't think we've actually ever physically talked on the phone before. Yes, we have. We have been long conversations. When? When I'm, oh, the, no, one I, time. One time. I always remember. One time I was on a shoot. No, there have been a couple of times when yeah. we've had. It, we, our, it was our really our phone conversations that led to this because, uh, like, the first time I competed nationally, I called you and we were talking. Because I'll never forget because I felt so good because you were like, we were talking about it and I hadn't told you how I'd done. And then when I told you how I'd done, you were just like, oh my God, that's fantastic. And it made me feel really good because coming from you. Because I give good phones. Well, you had competed a lot <laughs> and I didn't, I had no idea. You know, I was like, I, did, I don't know, is that good? And you were like, oh my, some people go their whole life and they don't do that. And it really made me feel good. I've always remembered that. And then we've had other in depth conversations. Conversations, but most of the time, yes, we, we okay, go by text. I can think of probably in that case three or four phone calls since we've met. Maybe, yeah, maybe thousands yeah. of text over a couple messages. Of, couple of years. Let's say fifteen hundred text messages yeah. versus seven hundred about seven hundred eighty-two. A lot of text yeah, messages. Yeah. What I mean, and then you'd call me on the phone yesterday, and it's gotten to the point with technology where your phone rings, and I look at their names like, do I really want to talk to that guy right now? I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. it's Bure. And I was like, why is he calling me? If somebody calls yes, me why? who I text with all the time, I think, oh, shit, who died? Yes, why would you be calling me? <laughs> why aren't you texting sick? me? Like, yeah. a phone call is normally bad news. Like, my older brother, right, we text one or two texts back and forth, like, once a week. Whenever the phone rings and it's him, I just think, oh, my God, one of my parents is dead. Yes. Right, something bad has happened <laughs> because they don't ever, ever call me. Right, exactly. And so I think that's the way that it's getting to the point now where giving good phone is a lost art. But... The thing that we we realized at one point was that when Julie would um, be, we'd shoot together. She'd be my assistant because she's we worked together for years, and she's just really intuitive. And I'd be thinking of getting a lens, and she'd be handing it to me before oh, I even asked for it. So great, and it was that good together. But the thing is, it's like we would be out of the office for a couple hours on a location shoot, then we come back, and there'd be messages, and there'd be emails, and there were jobs that we missed that were worth thousands of dollars sometimes that we didn't get because we we didn't get back to them first. And so we started to change our business around to the point where Julie is on the phones, on the emails all the time. Right. And so, yes, I had to train. I had to train another assistant, uh, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd be happy you name dropped him. In fact, I cannot wait to get Derek on the show one of these days. (laughs) It's so funny. You'll love love Derek. He's the sweetest guy, but he's such a space cadet, too, at the same time. But he's a great assistant. And I know that he'll listen to this and he'll appreciate that. But, you know, we need to have him on the show. But let's not lose what we've got here. Back to you. I don't want to be the one that has to initiate this but because I know we're going to plan on having Bobby on the show in the future. Good luck with that. We're going we're gonna to get your wife on yeah, the show. Yeah, she does not like to be on microphone. She doesn't like here, – here, here's how bad Bobby is. Okay. She does 100 weddings a year on the beach. The ceremony is seven minutes. 
start to finish. She is a notary. Some of those weddings are two people. That's it. Bridegroom, that's it. They're getting married on the beach. It's two people. Where you have to hire witnesses. Notary, <laughs> two people, notary to do the ceremony, and me shooting the pictures or one of my photographers. We're paying that notary a hundred bucks. I'm like, Bobby, you're a notary. That's ten thousand dollars a year. It's seven minutes. <laughs> it's seven minutes, right? You could you could just do it. You could just marry him. No. No, I can't I can't do that. I'm like it's two people. It's not like it's a crowd. It's two people. That can and be you've worse, got a, though. And you've got a binder. All you have to do is read the script, and she will not do it. She will pay someone a hundred bucks to do it for 100 her. Hundred times for seven. Yes, for well, because she, she couldn't do them all because most of them she's planning. But like the little ones where it's just two people, there's no real planner or anything. It's just me, and you know she doesn't even go to those. And I'm like, we could you could do it instead of having the notary do it. You just you and I. I'm going anyway, right? So it's no extra wear and tear. I'm driving down to shoot the wedding. So why don't we just get rid of the notary? You come with me. You marry him. I shoot it. Done. Is it worth a hundred no. bucks not to have to do it? I guess to her, and it is. No, but it's how can it be? It's literally seven <laughs> minutes, Carrie. You don't know what seven it's like minutes. to not be an extrovert. I know. But, and, well, it obviously is worth seven uh, worth a hundred bucks for her. You not and to do I it. will never know that. No. There are people that it terrifies them. But this is my point. Now that we've got my uh, not extrovert wife, although actually she's very outgoing and friendly, but standing next to me, she has to compete against you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah but um, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. That this is a great thing about her, and much like our friend Linda Long, who is just the same kind of long-suffering, sainted woman as my beautiful wife is here, and wonderful that, in every way, shape, in and every form. way, <laughs> and, and beautiful and smart. And anyway, <laughs> I would never do anything to make her angry. Oh, never. <laughs> and so, um, uh, the thing is. What you really want to know, we have Julie here. What you and what the listeners really want to know is you want to get the dirt. I, I, I have the dirt. Oh. I'm ready. All right. That's what the, they want. Here's the question. Give the people what they want. Here's the question that I have. I don't know how <laughs> dirt this is, but I was actually thinking about this for today. And then when you said that Julie was going to be here, I'm like, great, because I can ask Julie. Because Bobby said something to me just this morning at breakfast. I said I was watching the PhotoVision thing. I was watching these other photographers work. I said, and it was very inspirational, but at the same time, it was very depressing because I was inspired to do and try new things, but at the same time, I was convinced that I'm the worst photographer who has ever been on the planet. So, I know Gary and Gary's ego and how Gary talks. Thanks. But my question to you is, Mm -hmm. is he that way all the time? In other words, (laughs) truly in his heart, how good does Gary think he is? Hmm. You can be honest, honey. You're not going to upset me. I know, I know. I'm just trying to think of the best way to describe it. Like, is it on a scale of one to ten? I mean, is it it constant or does he fluctuate? Because I fluctuate. He fluctuates. I, I, I have the days where I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm the best photographer that there ever was. And then I have the days where, what the hell am I doing touching a camera? But Gary never comes across like a guy who has the bad day. No. Um, it, (laughs) like, for instance, when we're going to a wedding. <laughs> in the time, don't look at her, Gary. Yeah. I'm not. You're not allowed. Just focus morning, over here. Look at me. I'm looking morning. at Gary's not even here. <laughs> yeah, that morning, up until probably even the first thirty minutes into shooting the wedding, he's a mess. He is, you know, I mean, yelling at traffic, just angry, he's very nervous, he's nervous, and like you know what you're doing. You know, you, you know right. what you're, you know how it's you know gonna play out you're gonna do great but it's not until probably about 30 minutes in after we got at least like a good portrait of the bride and you know stuff getting ready that he's finally like calm down but before that man it's almost like 
you seen those Snickers commercials with Betty White? Yeah, right. Okay. I just, <laughs> you just need to give Gary a Snickers. Like, like dude. Right. Like, he's, Joe, he's like Joe Pesci until he's 30 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're kind of a diva but when you're hungry. I'm funny how? But I'm funny how? <laughs> I amuse yeah. you. A hot funny? Wait a minute. Real quick, real quick though. I don't know. I mean, you're married to him. Mm-hmm. So you so you probably have, have seen this uncanny ability that Gary has. For do, 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 do. So, Not on the podcast. That's sex stuff. What a- I'm just going to. Oh, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're mimicking sexually. But just, I'm just going to throw it out and you just, because it's amazing how good he is at this. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out and then you come right back with the impersonation. Here we go. We're going to go with, uh, we're going to go with. Wait, with, uh, her you, or me? No, you. I want oh, you to give me, give me, me the impersonation. Give me the voice because you're so good. Here we go. Uh, Chris Tucker, Rush Hour. Don't ever touch the black man's radio. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, you so totally missed it. <laughs> what I was well, what I was looking for was the one impression that you actually do, which is the guy who works at the pizza parlor. <laughs> Mario, that's what you do for every single. Hey, what are you talking about? Yeah, Schindler's List. Hey, it's a black and white. There, there you go. That's that's the only voice you can do. We gotta have a signal for when we're doing a bit. <laughs> you gotta get a groove. You gotta understand where I'm going with that. I'm, it's a call. It's that call, that's wasn't call. a bad Chris that's Tucker. That's a callback. It's a callback to a previous joke. Pretty good Chris Tucker. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad Chris. <laughs> so he's so he's impossible to live with up until he's thirty minutes into the wedding. Yeah, but I'm the but like I'm probably the only one who sees that side of him. Like even if we have an assistant and stuff, Gary plays it cool, very cool. Okay, let me ask you this: What is the thing? Because he's loath to do this on the podcast. What is the thing he complains and bitches about the most, either at a wedding or after a wedding? Is there something where it's to the point where you just want to go, oh, for the love of God, would you let it go? It's been happening at every wedding you've ever worked at. <laughs> yeah. Why do you why is this why do you still complain about this? Or is he the guy who oh no, he's he's over all of that, he takes everything in stride. Yeah, no, there's definitely things that we complain about. Not we, just Gary. You're just a saint. Gary. Just Gary. Just Gary. We're going to pretend that you don't ever get upset. You're the one yeah. the lovely sainted wife. Mm. But Gary the no, monster. Gary the monster. <laughs> what does he complain about? Alone, <laughs> fire bad. Because for me, it's always the clergy didn't line up the couple. That's I I complain about that after everyone. Uh, wedding specific? I don't have to. Th- oh no 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 no! Anything, Anything that will specific? make him look bad, you can go ahead and tell me. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. have, it doesn't have to be wedding specific. Great. Any sort of photography that you do. In fact, oh, if you man. want to just go away from photography and talk about you know how much oh, you hate anything. your mother, <laughs> I, that would be fine with me too. I love I'm, my mother. I, mother. <laughs> I have good in laws actually. Yeah. Um, people being late, that's a pet peeve. I mean, it could be almost like five minutes before somebody gets there. And Gary's like, are they not here yet? I'm like, dude, they still have five minutes. Like, give them, give them a second. It'll be fine. They'll, they'll be here. Are One you minute a person, late, two minutes late. Are you a person who absolutely cannot stand it when people play fast and loose with your time? Absolutely. Yeah. But you're going to judge me because I'm late every time getting here to record the podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, today would be my fault. So, like, if you... Uh, like, today, so, today would be my fault. It, so, it, like, if you have I'm, work to do, yeah. but you're not starting that work because you know someone's coming to a podcast, and then you're waiting and waiting and not uh. doing the work, that would bother you? That's the sort of thing that would bug you? <laughs> oh, let me ask you. Somehow not. Somehow <laughs> knew it was going to turn into this. Hey, why are you picking on me? Yeah, hey, what I do to you? What did I, I do to you? Because it happened today. I'm like, I don't want to start. And I finally was like, oh, well, here's some little thing I can do and definitely get it done before they get here. They're not here yet. The minute I started it, <laughs> there you are at the door. And then you and then Julie came in. I'm like, just a second. I got to get the thing done. Because I'm like, I'm not the best multitasker. No. I'm always worried I'm going to forget something if I get too many balls in the air at the same time. 
So uh, my, my, my problem is that Julie doesn't seem to want to really talk enough trash about you. No, she will. You just got to get... Honey, you can, you can just... I got to believe... I know. I have this open I got to believe living with you is a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? There's this one thing because as far as nitpicky wives go, I've got it pretty good. However... Listen, I don't know anyone... <laughs> if you, I've said this about my wife many times, and I think the same thing applies to your wife, and that is once people meet your wife, they have to reevaluate you. Yes. Yes, they have to go, okay, maybe he's not all that That's bad. right. Because I met, when I met Julie and got to know her, she's just sweet, and she's nice, and she seems gentle and kind, and I'm like, so how did she end up with Gary? Oh, oh, that drugs. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, she must have been something. She was 17, kidnapped off a farm, kept in a hole. <laughs> it was a cult thing. It was That's exactly. Cool. Like, the, the night time is the right time. You know. Yeah, because there's definitely that, that thing going on. We're both very much in that, in that zone where we have wives who I think people, people know who traded up. You know, I think it's almost, it's going to sound cheesy, I think it's almost meant to be in the way that she's probably the only person who could live with me and not hate their <laughs> That's life. That's a lovely compliment. You know, she's you. like, she's literally, because she's that good of a person, she's, I, almost anybody else would probably just have jumped out of a window or in front of a bus by now at the prospect of spending the rest of their life with me. But it's just <laughs> one of those, we work really well together. Uh, you know, you work with your wife. You're together yeah. all day, every day, pretty much. Yeah. And, so and I know we. many guys who are like, there's no way in no hell way. I would ever work with my wife. And I'm like, I, I love working with my wife. Yeah, we're Absolutely. together pretty much 24 hours a day, except if I got to like, you know, use the can or something. And that's, a, that's sacred alone time. But other than that, you know. Yeah. do you? It's sacred alone time now. The baby's how old? Two and a half months. Let's go another two years. And you will never have alone time again Just in the bathroom. Crapping with the door open. Yes, they will be. <laughs> the minute they know, it's like it's like radar, dude. The minute you have to use the bathroom, they come find you. There's yeah. something that they need. They and that, and that goes on for like four or five years. Easy. That's because you d- you didn't have a baby cage. Well, we had a baby cage. Turn we had the dogs. Ba- we had we the whole, I, I literally built a cage across the house to block one half, half the house. You turn the bassinet upside down, put it on the kid, <laughs> and then you put a couple of bowling balls on top of the bassinet, and I'm then the you. baby cage. I'm telling You're you, like, daddy's got to go do his business. Yeah. It's it's a number two. It's going to be about twenty minutes. Here's a magazine and some cigarettes. Enjoy your time in the baby cage. <laughs> <laughs> Menthols. Menthol. Well, yeah, you know. Do you miss the baby? Do you miss shooting? Do you miss the artistic side? Um, no. I mean, I, I know I can pick up a camera and shoot when right. I want, you know, whatever I want. And actually knowing that is probably, you know, you know, it's less pressure. Is there anything that, like, when you guys were doing weddings and stuff together a lot, is there anything that you, that he, is there anything he leans on you for that he, that's a fallback for him? Like, I'll hand that off to Julie because she does it better than I do. Or, you know, is there, in what, is there anything that you're good at that he's, that you're better at than him? Because even me, my wife <laughs> how literally. How much time do you have? Many things. <laughs> my wife literally the other day asked her to take a picture of me, and she said, "How do you zoom this thing?" Okay, mm-hmm. so you you don't want to hand her a camera. But when taking pictures of a couple, I I have no problem turning to her, and I just give her a look, and she knows that I'm asking her to step in and do a pose because she's very good at 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 giving giving me a pose that where the people will look like they're in love and stuff, and I can do it too. But she just I don't know somehow naturally it seems to come to her. Wait, so all your poses are not yours? No, huh? not all my poses, but <laughs> occasionally, yeah. Sometimes you know you get stymied. Sometimes you're or you're tired or whatever. And you're just like, uh, hey, you want to? And you just look at it by why I'll just look at her and she'll be like, oh, because she's usually got something in her head that she's seeing and she wants to show me anyway. And so she'll step up and do it. And I'm just saying, was there ever anything like that? Was it like, oh, Julie does the rings? You did the poses. Well, Julie funny. does the um a lot of the like the detail stuff. I'll. Say up but you'll shoot it 
And we'll be going through stuff later on. I'm like, oh, wait, that's Gary's shot. Oh, that's Gary's shot. No. But the question but is, other, but the I mean, question is, if you set it up, how much is it really Gary's mine shot? Mine versus Gary's. It's whoever pushes the button. He, he See, whoever the pushes the button. See, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. It's mine. Because that's like when you go to a workshop and somebody poses the models for you, and then you take a picture and you start, oh, this is my picture. No, it's not. You know, they, they, the, I think posing the model and putting it together, putting the scene together, that's yeah. 90% of the work. Whoever, uh, it, whenever I see her posing a good detail shot, I go immediately push her out of the way and take the shot, claim it for my own. Every time. Every time. Really? Every time. No, not every time. <laughs> just all sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Or, but it just makes sense, you know, like he'll shoot it, like I'll set something up, he'll shoot it, and I'll work on the next thing. Yeah, we work. You know, it's not as a team in that way like she'll do the group poses for formal pictures or family portraits right. yeah. on portrait sessions and a lot of times I'll be if, if it's just her and I I'll be monkeying with the equipment so to speak I'll be sort of setting up the camera and the tripod and while she's setting the group I'm testing the light so that when by the time I'm actually interacting directly with the client um, I've got all my settings dialed in and there's no messing about so and that that time I look at what she's done and I'll change a couple of things or, or it's fine the way it is or whatever refine it but it's a good way to sort of um, make the session go smoother for the client. Because yeah. while she's working with them and I'm feeling, rather than one person trying to do everything, because then you're like set up, look at the back of the camera, adjust, take another test shot. That's all done by the time the people are posed and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my other question. Well, I know you, you kind of, so there's nothing that he complains about <laughs> and he just won't shut up about it. And if you ask me, if you want to know this, because I got several of them. My <laughs> wife has to listen to me in the car go off on something that she's heard me go off on a hundred times. And the fact that she tolerates it is amazing. The thing I hate the most in the world, What's up? above all else, <laughs> I, I mean, there's nothing in the universe that inspires as much hatred in me. Water chestnuts. Water she <laughs> does hate water chestnuts. <laughs> they uh, shouldn't what? exist. They're gross. They ruin my pad thai. I don't like What's wrong with water chestnuts? <laughs> Everything. Let me ask you this, though. How do you feel about the boiled peanuts? Ooh, they smell like piss. And they uh, and and, they're, and, they're, and the shell is all soft and don't and, like them. And yet they're selling them on the side of the road everywhere. Mm. Oh man, you love boiled peanuts. No, I'm yeah, you do. We've had to stop and get them before when we were traveling in Georgia. Remember? Must have been your other girlfriend. She just oh, wanted shoot. <laughs> That's embarrassing. She just wanted to get out of the car. <laughs> she thinks she used to get out of the car for a minute. No, you know, when I was a kid, we always used to go on road trips with the family, and my mom is like a boiled peanut fiend, and she'd be sitting there eating a big bag of boiled peanuts. My brother's eating big bags of boiled peanuts. I'm sitting there just smelling the stink. What is it about the South that they got to have the boiled peanuts on the side of the road? Look, no I, place else do you go where there's, there's a, there, it looks like a piece of drywall they ripped off of an abandoned house, and then they took a red <laughs> marker, and they wrote boiled peanuts on it, and they're selling it on the side of the there's road. There's no way that guy has a permit. There's no way he has a permit, <laughs> or that anything was done hygienically. Yeah. Okay? You go into, a, you go into a, a grocery store, and you want something triple sealed and saran wrapped and hermetically uh, tested before you buy it, but oh, the boiled peanuts from the guy with three tooth and the possum in his and pocket. Dirt no under his <laughs> dirt under no his problem. Hands. No problem stopping and picking up the boiled peanuts. Is that a hat? Nope, that's my possum. That's my possum. <laughs> That's Larry. He likes it in there. Larry, Larry the possum. Larry. See, I always thought Petey would be a good name for a possum. No, Larry. Petey possum? Larry the possum. Okay. <laughs> Larry the possum like you've definitely ever, wears like glasses. You, like you've ever thought around, you've, you've actually sat around and tried to think of a good name for a possum is what I, I find amazing. I have, actually. Okay, I have, but, you yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> Do we have is, there anything, is there anything you would like to add to this conversation? Hmm. Because there's, the there's not nearly enough dirt being dished I on know, Gary. I know. I, I guess m most of the time when he's complaining, it's 
so ridiculous. I just tune him out. The whole point. <laughs> ah, now we <laughs> see the, the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> now we see the truth is she can't complain about you because she never sometimes, pays attention to you, Gary. That's true. Sometimes he'll ask. He'll be ranting and raving. He's like, "Are you even listening to me?" <laughs> She'll go, "What? No, no, <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really, I'm really not." Did yeah. you see that the new House of Cards season came out? Like, Dah! you should be listening to me rant. You know? Yes, no one. Yeah, I, but now I'm in. T- I'm in touch with that because I imagine you like me carry eighty percent of the conversations. Um. You know what? When it's just the two of us, it's more like 95. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let me ask you. I don't even, because I always talk to Gary about it. Do you compete? I do. You do compete. Mm-hmm. Are you still competing even though you're not shooting as much? I am. It's harder. You know, I, I don't feel like I have as much to go through, um, but I'm halfway to my my master's. All right. Um, I'm not sure how I am on the Florida scale, but, you know, I have some merits on the book. I have no idea. But now that you're not shooting as much for the money, do you find that you're more willing to dedicate free time to shooting just for competition? Because my, I don't want to shoot just for competition. When I'm, if I'm not being paid, I want to be on the couch. I have heard people, judges, um, not judges necessarily, other photographers, advise photographers to go, you should shoot just for competition. Yeah. And it almost makes me angry. Yes, it makes me angry. Yeah. It does know almost about it. It, abs- it doesn't make me angry, but I, it, it disappoints me. You know what? We're going to go into it in another episode. <laughs> yes, we will. We will go into, into another We're going to do a whole competition episode yes. where we're going to talk about the benefits and the pet peeves. Yeah. But Julie? Yeah. But my, my question still stands. See, and you know what? She doesn't remember the question because she tuned me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's already learned. I don't have to pay attention to him either. No. She senses my question oh, was My true. question was, now that you're not shooting as much for a living, but you're still competing... Do you find yourself thinking more about ideas and stuff that you could do for competition? Because I would think that it would kind of free you up to be more creative. I um, my time has kind of shifted. Well, yeah, a lot to mostly just this little bundle on my on my chest here, but um, and actually that's the thing I've been shooting over the past couple of months. And um, at our local competition, you know, I put in a you know a portrait of Ellie and Gary, and you know, it's that's what I am shooting. Um, I haven't really had the time to sit and, you know, think of other wonderful portraits to make or, you know, images to create. But um, Why can't you find the time? I know, right? It's not like you have a full-time job and a baby. (laughs) Well, you know, when you're rocking the baby, you're not, or whatever, you're sitting there, your mind's wandering. I just, I just personally, I always think whenever I see somebody who turns in all this creative stuff and they shoot just for competition, I always think they don't have much work. Because if they had a lot of work, they just wouldn't have the mental energy to put into that. Oh, now, the I'm last sure thing wrong. in the world I I'm want sh- to do at the end of yeah. the day is to plan a shoot that yeah. I'm not getting paid for. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Now, I, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure there are guys out there making a really good living, working their butts off. And then on Sunday, they go and they set something up that they thought about and planned out. I'm sure those guys there exist. There are those guys with that energy, yeah. But, but I assume the ones who, who are turning in all these personal projects are not working a lot. And that's why they have the energy and the time Either that or they it. just work a lot less, but the jobs they do, they get paid a buttload of money for yeah, so they yeah, don't have to yeah, work those the rest of the time. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You know, you've got to spend all day with the baby. Does that? Do you find yourself at all thinking about daydreaming. photography more and daydreaming more? Or is um, it like, no, i I got to worry yeah, about the baby? Not really, yeah. actually, truthfully, to be yeah. completely honest. But I've never been like that, you know, yeah, me neither. before. You I know, know I wasn't that, yeah. thinking of images to create and then just going and making them and creating them. Yeah. I've never really been I'm that not, type I'm of photographer. Not, so. I'm not the type of guy that would sit around and be like, I'm going to take back the ring shot. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean you know, 
I mean, I got more important things to do than sit around and worry about the ring shot. Uh, you know, what kind of what kind of asshole has that much time? <laughs> hey, hey, Blu-ray, did you bring it full circle? Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, yeah, it's time for us to go. Uh, we want to thank our our fantastic two guests that we have with us today. Although I feel that Ellie not contributing enough to the podcast. No. She's more like her mother. No. She's she a little more quiet. The whole thing. And uh, invite you please to check out the website, which is photobombpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, Gary Hughes, Bure Perry. The name of their studio is Hughes Fioretti. Dot com. That's right. How about that? <laughs> also, com. And uh, quick mentions, you're going to be speaking at Florida School, teaching at Florida School, right? When's two day, that? A two-day class in June, and you're going to be speaking at South Carolina. South Carolina's Lamar School in June as well. I think June 8th, that, the week of June 8th is when we're That's both when doing I'm our doing thing. It, yeah. So if you're up around South Carolina or down around Florida, you can come uh, come to our classes. We guarantee you're going to take something away from that. I will also be a platform speaker at Focus 2015 oh, that's in true. Orlando, which is the Florida Professional Photographers Convention. That's uh, August 29th, 30th, and 31st. So you can come there. You can see Gary speak, and then you can get drunk with me at the bar. And get drunk with us at the bar. That's right. Absolutely. And All right. if you want to get drunk with me and teach photography or get taught photography, oh, man, my grammar, uh, we'll be in Italy. Oh, we will May. be in Italy. Oh, that's right. You're doing the Italy thing. Yep. And there's still spots open for actually. There's like two spots be, open. Yeah, it might be sold I kinda, out. I kinda would but like, we will I be going I, next I kind of would to like you. to do that. So do it. I don't want to learn anything from you. So but don't. It would be, don't, ex- but it would be a tax-deductible trip. Totally. Yeah. yeah, you can I mean, totally write it off. I mean, I'm really envious of you guys doing that every year. Every time you do that, I'm like, oh, man, how'd they land that gig? Because yeah, we're awesome. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, we'll see you in Italy. <laughs> see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.